You are listening to the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Good Friday morning, everybody. I am Glenda Geek in Ocala, Florida. And I'm Jamie Jennings in Norman, Oklahoma. You're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for Friday, October 20th, brought to you today by our friends at Kentucky Performance Products. Good morning, horse people. It's Friday, and another weekend of riding is a few short hours away. Jamie and Glenn are here to help you make it through the day with some fun guests and some really bad ads. Enjoy the show. Well, yeah, our fun guests include Charlotte Moore from Northern Ireland, who rode in the Gobi Challenge uh, over the summer and stops by to tell us all about it. And Justine Brooke, host of Heels Down Happy Hour, gives us the scoop on her and Wyatt or Warfeathers experience at the retired racehorse makeover, which just finished, what, a week ago. So uh, she'll be on to talk about that and give us kind of an update on how that all went. Plus, we have some really bad ads. Do you remember how to do those? It's been a while. Oh my gosh. I, you know, they keep coming in. So yeah, I actually have one that, um, spoiler alert, I called about. So I'll tell you all about oh, that one. Good. Yeah, that'd be fun. And uh, we also in the Auditor Post Show are going to be talking toys. It's that time of year where we talk toys. So that's coming up. And uh, today, yesterday was day one of the Mars Maryland five-star event. It's the one of two five-star events for the eventers in the United States. Happens at Fairhill, Maryland, where... Jennifer used to compete all the time. I'm very familiar with Fairhill, although I think it's changed a bit in the last 30 years. And uh, yesterday was the first day of dressage. Uh, uh, Piggy's French, whose new last name is March, from Great Britain, is leading after day one. She had a 24.2 in dressage. And then Monica Spencer of New Zealand was in second with her horse named Artist at a 28.4. Now, as we all know, after day one of dressage, doesn't really matter because day two is coming up and we have some big names coming out today. Boyd Martin will be there. William Fox Pitt came over. Uh, Ollie Town came over as well. So there's there's quite the competition from overseas this year who are giving this a try for the first time at the Maryland Five Star. So we'll find out today who's leading after dressage and tomorrow they'll do cross country. Also, I can't believe I, I, yeah. I, 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 can't, I can't believe you said the name. You're supposed to, his name on the show is he who shall not be named, like Voldemort. Okay. okay. Like, I don't Got ask it. much. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, you didn't have it written down. I would have said he something is there, earlier. But, uh, we won't name he him. We won't name him. Who shall not be named. All right. Is so also if he there. wins, we have to say that too. Also, happening this weekend in your neck of the woods in Tulsa, Oklahoma. It's a very big show. The U.S. National Arabian and Half Arabian Championships is underway. Get this, 1,700 horses. Wow. That must be a big place, the, the uh, Expo Square there in Tulsa. It, it must be, because they just had the Morgan show there as well, and it was like as ginormous as this. So, and I'm like, I don't even know anybody that owns a Morgan. So, I mean, sorry if you're listening. I don't know you, because I didn't know anybody that owned a Morgan. And here we, we are. like, have Morgans. Yeah. I know, and I'm sure I know people that have Arabs, but like, 
the Arab show and the Morgan show, that's just a world that I am not in. So it's interesting well, to see that there's something so ginormous happening so close to me. And there, so we have 1,700 horses entered, 46 states and six countries. There's 20 disciplines in 350 classes. Oh my God. That's a big show. So uh, we did, were you ever there when they had the big Arabian show at the Kentucky Horse Park? No, but I went to the Big Arabian show in Scottsdale, Arizona to check it out. Okay, the one thing they know how to do is decorate their their stall areas and also to drink. There's bars set up all the way through the stalls. They have a good time at their shows. Uh, We were there for one or two of them. It's crazy. So Ariel is a listener of ours who was here at the Morgan show and came down to visit and showed me pictures of what they basically they take stalls and make them into oh my god like nicer than my house glenn yes. it's like leather couches yes. and bars <laughs> and all this like tapestries and i was like that it's like a, you have to have a tractor trailer for that not some even of including them the actually horses. set up entire tiki bars the oh entire bar with chairs and all the bottles and the roof the whole thing it was it's crazy. Insane. It is crazy. It is crazy. But that's part of their. That's part of what they do. All right, let's do some daily winnies. We have three auditor birthdays this weekend. Kara Lamb, Kathleen O'Grady, and Diane Diana Stuckey. Happy birthday to all of you. And uh, a, a, another belated happy birthday for you as well. Oh, I want to hear how you. it went, okay? All right. Okay. You know, when you hit a certain age, just birthdays are like not super fun anymore. Like, it's just kind of like, oh, now I got to say that's I'm a why year I older. That's why I didn't buy I'm you just... a gift. Um, yeah, sure. Yeah. That's why. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I keep waiting. I keep checking the mail and nothing. <laughs> yeah, I knew um, you'd be upset if I got you something. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. always upset when I get presents. Um, So, my husband does a great job of making me feel special. I think at some point it's like... Every you you know to be fair I did a I did a um, fundraiser on Facebook just because I know horse and hound is getting a little bit uh, thin on on supplies so I did that and that was really awesome that people donated to that I think they got over eight hundred dollars it's just such a cool thing um, but as far as like me I just wanted to like ride my horse and do nothing and chat all day was like, what do you want to do? What do you want to do? But he had made reservations for a restaurant last night. And there's only one giant tall building in Oklahoma City. It's called the Devon Tower. And it is like 50-something floors. And, I mean, it's the one, right? So I it's think like you the see it. We building. saw it from a distance, if I remember right. It sticks up pretty good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it, there's nothing. There's no. It's not New York City here. Like, there's one building. So they have a restaurant at the very top of it called Vast. And so Chad took me last night out to dinner at Vast. A, and it was one of those where they, the, the menu is already designed for you. And they bring you the just the course and they have wine pairings that go with it. Oh, my God. Wine pairing is a thing. That was really good. I, mean, I really enjoyed I took a picture of the menu. I was so excited, but we had a great time. And I, I also. Bet you there were, they, they actually made you a variety of vegetarian options, too. 
It was either the meat one or the vegan one. So oh. I had an entirely vegan dinner. It was amazing. And then Chad had at one one of his things was like a lobster sitting on top of a halibut with like something other kind of like dead fish on top of it. It was like a <laughs> stack of dead fish. And he was like, this is the best thing I've ever eaten. I'm like, it looks disgusting. But anyway, he thought it was amazing. And then his next It's like a turducken like of steak. fish. Yes, yes. And then there was a mastodon that they said, I'm like, that's a dinosaur. And they brought out this shrimp, like half a shrimp that was pr- the size of my arm. I was like, how do you even eat that? I didn't even know they I made big shrimp. They called it the mastodon something. I was like, this is weird. Like that. Uh, I, and I'm like a mastodon. I, I said to the waitress, I'm like, that's a dinosaur. What is happening here? She's like, you'll see. <laughs> I don't know what it is, uh, but it was really nice. But the problem was Glenda, I don't have clothes for that type of experience. I used to back when I was an air force, you know, wife and I did go to things. And before that, before that I did radio events and stuff, but I don't, I haven't worn a pair of high heels since Lucas was born on purpose. Like I threw them all out. I was like, I'm done. Um, so I went out and bought a cute little black dress and some high heels and I wore those. And I, you know what is, I learned that high heels suck <laughs> and it's the worst thing in the world. I was like, and Chad kept, why he's like, we're going to be late. I'm like, if you don't slow down, I am going to fall in this <laughs> lobby as I'm making my way to the, <laughs> like, oh my God. It's so she crazy. can ride 18 hand horses, but those high heels, they're tough. Oh, that's more of a torture than no stirrups, man. <laughs> we need to do a, would you, you rather, would anything? you rather? And I don't think so, but okay. you never know. Things could pop up. But I mean, did you do a would you rather? Would you rather ride in no stirrups for a half an hour or walk around in high heels for half an hour? <laughs> and take That's a good stirrups one, every day. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, did you have a good time then? We had a lovely time. It was really good. So I uh, just wanted to give my daily winning to my husband. He took me out to a fancy dinner. And I was like, I didn't even have things like this to wear. I had to go buy it. It's outfit. And he was like, you know what that means? He said, that means we don't do enough fancy stuff. And I was like, no, we're good. Like, that, it's, this is enough. Like, I like this. This, this is, is good. good. Once every 10, you know, 30 year, 40 years. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I think I was trying to compliment you there. Um, so speaking of which, you haven't hidden your age. It's not like, um, I, I don't know why I'm dancing around it. It's not like you hide it. So no, I just turned 46. And, I, and, and Lucas will say, mom, you don't look, you know, not bad for 29. And I was like, listen, buddy, let me tell you something. If you are 46 and you tell people you're 36, then they go, man, she looks terrible for 36. <laughs> but if you say you're like 46 or even 56, man, she looks good you for 46. You do look good for 46. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did, I did a bit of a, a challenge to myself and I, I'd seen, seen Farm Boy do it. And I decided that I was going to do it for a birthday challenge. And that is to mount from the ground the 18 hand horse in my barn because bear farm boy, you do it, but he's six, four and, it, but thank God. He's and he's 20 something. So, you know, yeah, that's something. So yes, I took the challenge. I saw the video. It, it's on my Facebook page, a flyover farm, Jamie Jennings. Uh, if you want to see me try to attempt to mount a 18 hand monster dinosaur. Should we let <laughs> him go him see whether you actually focus. made it? I mean, go for it. Check it out. Right. You'll be impressed. Just so you know, <laughs> this is pretty impressive. Like I was, I was pretty impressed. proud of my. Thank I, you. I couldn't do that. I mean, and I'm I'm six one. 
I couldn't do that. <laughs> now I am 20 years older too. So that's something, you know, that's, yeah, I, but I, I've been mount, like climbing on horses my whole life. So I think my body just goes, all right, yeah, that's suck true. it up. You that's don't have true. a mounting block. Can't I mean, find your foot got up pretty high. I got to say. It was pretty cool. I was, I was pretty proud of myself. I was Awkward. impressed. Not too bad Thank for you. 46, as Lucas Thank would say. Thank you, boss. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, Radiothon's coming up. We'll have more and more. All the details of the website will be ready on Monday. We're going to start collecting your entries for Radiothon. Uh, for new listeners, Holiday Radiothon is something that we did every year right up till COVID, actually. Uh, but the Holiday Radiothon it, this year is six hours live, including video. We'll be live on Facebook, a bunch of different places there. We'll also put out the recorded version, the audio version on the Horses in the Morning and the HRN Auditor podcast feed the day after. It's November the 26th, which is the Sunday after uh, after Black Friday or after Thanksgiving. And we usually did it on the Monday. We're doing it on the Sunday from 3 to 9 p.m. so that more people can actually tune in live now that we're doing it in video. Uh, and we're getting all the prizes in. We have uh, pr- several thousand dollars worth of prizes already we're going to give away that day. Gifts we'll give away, and we'll, we'll talk Monday on how you can register to win those. We're also going to be looking for your submissions for voicemails, singing songs, uh, poetry. Uh, so the songs can be about uh, your horses. They can be about the holidays. They can be about us. They can be about our sponsors. We've had songs in the past about every other about everything, but we do have a theme every year, and this year's theme is your worst funny Christmas fail. Or so, your best funny Christmas fail. I mean, I think best funny Christmas. I don't want to know how terrible things are. I want to know the funniest part. Yeah, that's what we're trying to get at. So that's a good point. We'll change that to best because I think that's a, <laughs> that's a better way to say it. We don't want, uh, you know, that your relatives ended up in a big fight and two of them died. And, you know, we don't want that. We want. I don't uh, want to hear that the police had to come right. and they arrested Uncle <laughs> Jim because be he too. got drunk and walked through the sliding glass door. <laughs> maybe you forgot the turkey one year. Or maybe, you know, that kind of thing. That's what we're looking for. Um, so, or you can just do your song, or I know Ashley's already writing her song. I did not realize Ashley is a musician and a singer, like for real. Of course she is. So uh, she's already she writing a song, but we're, we're uh, the schedule is going to be Horses in the Morning is going to be the first hour, so Jamie and I will host the first hour, hopefully with a with a lovely guest. We're working on somebody in specific. The one you asked for the other day, Ashley's on it. She's trying. Oh, awesome. (laughs) uh, From four to five, we'll be retired racehorse radio with Kristen and Joy. Five to six, we're doing a holiday trivia, and I have some celebrities playing trivia. Six to seven, heels down happy hour, and seven to eight, adulting with horses. So it's a whole new lineup for this radiothon. And in the final hour, it's just a free-for-all. So we're asking, Reese is going to stop by from Dressage Radio, Debbie from Horsemanship and other hosts as well. Jamie, you can come back if you want and just party with us in the last hour. Um, So we're looking forward to this. It's adding a whole new level to it that it's in video, but I'm sure that uh, we'll get as many submissions as we have in the past. And I'll go over all the details for that on Monday. In the meantime, you know what? Let me, let me stop because I'm going to challenge Ashley because she's all like Miss Perfect and like good at her job and like really thorough and like, can sing and she's funny and she's t- blah blah blah. Tell her to get me Tom Burlington. I mean, <laughs> you know what she's gonna say, right? The one she's gonna say, who's that? I'll punch her in the mouth. I- See, gonna- she's not perfect. <laughs> 
Every horse girl her, should know who Tom Burlington is. He's Jim Craig, for God's sake. Okay, I'm going to uh, email her with you on the thread, and we'll see what she says. I'll just say, can you book Tom Burlington? And we'll see what she says. She's going to know who he is because she's perfect. I bet she's you $10 like, dollars she doesn't know who he is because she's so young. <gasps> she'll Google him before she'll reply to you. <laughs> That's probably true. You, you should email her. Like, <laughs> do you know who Tom Burlington is? And then, if so, can you book him? Do you know who he is? Like, don't Google it. Just let us know. Oh, okay. she'll have to know. She's a horse girl. You're going to be so disappointed that there's a generation that have never watched that movie. Well, then there's another reason to get Tom on the show <laughs> so we can bring him to the new generation. You wouldn't be able to talk and then not have to do the interview. I will I will figure out a way to talk to him. I have questions. Okay. Because I've watched the movie nine bazillion times. <laughs> All right. Let's hear from Kentucky Performance Products, and then we're going to get to our you're first right, I wouldn't guest. Be, I, w- I wouldn't be able to talk. No. You, I would you, just you, clam you, up like a disaster. Know, Reese, I, I always said we needed to get Charlotte Desjardins on the Dershaw show with Reese and Phil, and Reese said, I can't do it. I can't do that interview. I can't do it. I can't talk to her. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> what? That's so cute. Yeah. <clears throat> You wouldn't think Reese. I mean, she's a Grand Prix rider, but she said, I can't do Charlotte. And she refused. Oh she's God. like, I can't do it. So we never got Charlotte on. <laughs> so. Oh, my gosh. That's funny. <laughs> All right. Let's go to Kentucky Performance Products and then over to another Charlotte. We're going to Charlotte Moore, who's in, I think, Northern Ireland. And she competed in the 700 kilometers of the Gobi Gallop. Not the Mongol Derby, but the Gobi Gallop in Mongolia. And she also had uh, ridden in what's called the Eagle Festival uh, in Mongolia. And I want to find out about that as well. So she's Coming up next, we're all over the world this week. We truly are. And seriously. Frequently Asked Questions, brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products. Question. My friend was telling me that supplementing with omega-3 fatty acids decreased the level of inflammation in horses with arthritis. Is this true? Answer. Yes. There have been several peer-reviewed studies that have shown that supplementation with the omega-3 fatty acids known as EPA and DHA will help support healthy levels of inflammation in the joints. The best source of EPA and DHA is fish oil. We often recommend adding a high-quality omega-3 fatty acid supplement such as Kentucky Performance Products contribute to the diet of horses who struggle with joint pain and stiffness. A KPP customer named Sarah recently posted a review sharing her experience with Contribute. She wrote, I recently swapped my Western dressage and cow horses over to the Joint Armor and Contribute. Astonishing results! My horses are moving beautifully with more impulsion and suspension in their gaits. You can learn more about Contribute and omega-3 fatty acids EPA and DHA at kppusa.com. Got questions about your feeding program? We can help. Email Karen at questions at kppusa.com or call us at 859-873-2974. Speaking of KPP, Glenn, I have a... uh... A drug deal I'm doing today. <laughs> I have so the KPP uh, liquid vitamin E supplement you can only get through your veterinarian, and I need some more. So I have to at three o'clock today meet my veterinarian on the side of the road to meet her for my drugs. <laughs> so that's going to be fun. Thanks, KPP. Drug deals on the side of the road. It's great. <laughs> you know what? In Oklahoma, you just might get stopped for that. 
Because I know she's mm. a doctor. I swear, a doctor <laughs> of what? <laughs> All right, let's call Ireland. Hey, Charlotte, how are things in Northern Ireland? They're very, very wet and windy and gray here just at the moment. Yeah, didn't you guys have a big storm that came through yesterday? Uh, and even this morning, now it's been pretty rough. And I think Scotland are still going to get the brunt of it for another 24 hours, perhaps. Wow. Yeah, they've had they've had red warnings issued, which is very, very unusual for the UK. Yeah, this is like hurricane strength that you've got going on right now. It's particularly the amount of rain which is coming down, uh, combined with some wind. And, of course, there's still a lot of leaves on the trees. Sounds like you want to go back to Mongolia and have a little drier weather. <laughs> well, certainly Mongolia is the land of the eternal blue skies. So, uh, <laughs> blue skies and sunshine just sound lovely at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> I bet they do. Now, you went to something in 2015. I know you've been a horse girl your whole life, but you went to mm-hmm. something in 2015 called the Eagle Festival. What was that? Oh, that was just absolutely amazing. Um, I had heard about the folks who live in the Altai Mountains who hunt with golden eagles. And in the win- in the autumn time, before winter really sets in, uh, a lot of those guys come together for a big jamboree. So a, a couple of days where they ride in with their eagles and they have competitions where they fly their eagles. And of course, when you've got a group of people together, you have traders selling all sorts of things and the opportunity for other Mongolian games to take place. So that was quite an event. Wow, that must have been fascinating. And seeing all those eagles mm-hmm. in one place must be really cool too. Just amazing, yeah, in terms of the the work that goes into those birds uh, to capture them, to rear them, to train them, and then eventually to release them back out into the wild again. Just oh. phenomenal. And this is the this is what motivated you to want to go back to Mongolia and do the Gobi Gallop? I had always had a hankering to go back to Mongolia. Um, and, of course, horseback is a way to travel when you're in Mongolia. But um, in just looking at different options, I really came ac- upon the Vilu Foundation and the Gobi Gallop. And... Uh, I started to look at what the Vilu Foundation was doing and the tremendous work which is carried out by the foundation. And when I saw the Gobi Gallop as a a big fundraiser, which they organize each year, it just seemed like the best possible way to return to the country and to give something back to the country. Now, the go- uh, within that trip, explain the Gobi Gallop. I know we've covered it before here on the show, but it's been a little while. So remind everybody what it mm-hmm. is. Uh, the Vilu Foundation was established uh, about 10 years, 10 years ago now by Julie Vilu and her husband, Shelvin, who had moved to Mongolia. And in terms of a fundraiser, the, the Gobi Gallop is now one of their biggest fundraisers, which is held each year. And the Gobi Gallop uh, is basically a 700 kilometer horse ride carried out over a 10 day period. And uh, it takes a different route each year. doesn't necessarily cross right across the Gobi, but it takes place in Mongolia and um, is organized by the Vilu Foundation in conjunction with Horse Track Mongolia. 
so folks can apply and travel from all over the world, uh, cover their own expenses and fundraise for the foundation. And through that, uh, gather funds for the for the work which is conducted by the foundation. And they work with kids, right? The main part of the work is with children, yes. Um, really, Julie Filu discovered when she, shortly after arriving in the country that there were a number of families who were living in their, their gares, their, their felt tents on the outskirts of the city. Um, many of the families who were in these circumstances had moved there because, as you'll appreciate, Almost half of the country's population are still nomadic herders. And uh, sometimes in the wintertime, they get extremely harsh winters. I mean, I would consider their winters extremely harsh at the best of times, but they get exceptionally harsh winters. And in those circumstances, if their animals can't survive through the winter, then the folks can no longer sustain themselves out in the country. And they would finish up heading for the city to try and find an alternative life. But of course, they come with no skills and no city status and uh, may well finish up camping basically on the outskirts of the city. And those families were scavenging over the rubbish dump. And when Julie saw this with the children, she was determined to at least uh, try and find a way of getting the children off the camp and breaking that cycle and established the first kindergarten back in back 10 years ago. And that work has now grown and progressed um, with two kindergartens fully operational now um, and a number of other strands to the work as well. So just phenomenal what is being done there by way of support. And of course, that's all being supported through fundraising of one sort or another. And I know that you raised uh, almost $9,000 from what I saw, but so, so congratulations for that. But I want to know how your butt survived mm-hmm. 10 days. Now, this is not a race like, <laughs> this is not a race like the Mongol Derby, uh, but you're still 10 days on Mongol ponies across, across uh, all of Mongolia. So tell us how you survived. <laughs> With difficulty. <laughs> <laughs> the ride was very well supported. Um, as you say, unlike the Mongol Derby, we had a whole support crew with us. We had a guide. Uh, we had horsemen. We had folks to put up our tents. We had traveling cooks. And we had the services. Okay, this of sounds like more of our kind of event, us. Jamie. This sounds like something we could do. We actually get cooked for. That would be good. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were very well taken care of. And the doctor was on hand uh, to deliver whatever services were required from his <laughs> department as well to try try and get us all from start to finish uh, as best we could. What was the most difficult part for you of the ride? Uh, the days were long, um, and I was an absolute greenhorn in terms of covering the kind of distance uh, which we were going to be riding each day. So... I thought I had prepared pretty well. I ride Irish draft mares at home here in Ireland. But um, in retrospect, what I really should have been doing was going to my friends who had children's ponies (laughs) and riding those (laughs) to prepare me for the stride of the Mongolian horses. (laughs) Which which was the most sore part by the time you got done your 10 days? (laughs) Oh, I think everyone... 
found the weakest part of their body during the 10 days. And for me, it was my back. (laughs) (laughs) It is true. You do end up finding the weakest part and everybody's is different, isn't it? That's correct. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, so what is the most memorable thing uh, from your experience? Mm. And I, I can almost guarantee I know what the answer is. Mm. I, for me, it was the opportunity to visit the children in the kindergartens um, before we actually set off on our travels on horseback. Um, on the day before we commenced our ride, we had the opportunity to go and visit the work of the project. Um, and to see just the, the how vibrant the children were, uh, the the standard of the care which they were receiving, um, supported with with nutrition programs, with healthcare, uh, with education, and then the possibility of being able to progress on to primary school when they had been through that kindergarten. Uh, but you know they were lovely, happy children. Uh, being really well cared for and and, um, provided with a great opportunity. I was going to say people. And the answer Mm -hmm. when we ask this question of anybody who does something like this, it's always the people, right? It's the people you Mm -hmm. meet, the people you see. It's the people part of it, not necessarily the riding or the other adventures you have. It all comes back to the people. And I'm glad to hear you basically say that uh, because, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it it is why we do these things. We we do them for another reason, actually, and then we find out it's the people. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I mean, the other folks who were riding along this year on the Gobi Gallop were a great bunch of folks as well, you know, and we had great interaction uh, during our travels through the country. Very cool. Well, we're glad that you were able to join us today. I will put a link to the Blue Foundation in our show notes. I'm glad you survived. Are you going to do it again? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, not just for a while. (laughs) (laughs) Has post-traumatic stress. Yeah, she's got to wait a a year or two. (laughs) Very cool, Charlotte. We appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. And the the Gobi Gallop will again take place in 2024 uh, for anyone who's interested alongside a steel horse gallop. So if any of your listeners are not horse riders or have... um, no folks who would like to go to Mongolia but are motorbike riders. There's also a steel horse gallop to look out for oh, in cool. 2024. You <laughs> could ride horses and your husband could ride motorcycles, Jamie. It's the perfect, perfect mix <laughs> because everybody yeah. that has done this sells it so hardcore that like I just really want to do it. Can't wait. There it's you so go. Fun. Don't take it too long. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> well, thank you, Charlotte. We appreciate it. Okay. Lovely to talk to you. All, right, All the best. <laughs> but. Cheers. Bye For first-time horse owners and new riders, finding the information and support you need can be challenging. That's why Equine Network has partnered with Sentinel and Absorbing to bring you My New Horse. From important horsekeeping information and how-to videos to social media communities, exclusive experiences, and more, My New Horse is your one-stop shop for riders of all levels and disciplines looking for easy-to-understand horse care information and guidance. Start your horse ownership journey today. Visit MyNewHorse.com. I am so pleased to welcome Justine Brooke, host of Heels Down Happy Hour, to talk to her about her experience at the makeover. Uh, Wyatt over Warfeather, you've been kind of chronicling your journey with him kind of through this whole process. So there's a lot of buildup. It's a a lot of work to get to the makeover. So tell us about, first of all, tell us about Wyatt. 
Hi, yeah, I'm so excited to be here with you guys. It's been a minute since I've uh, stopped by, and I'm excited to talk about my favorite thing, horses, and one of my own horses, <laughs> Wyatt. So, yeah, to get you up to speed quickly, so Warfeather is his jockey club name. He's a bay thoroughbred gelding that I met back in January. So uh, a friend of mine who I actually bought my other thoroughbred from years ago messaged me, um, I don't know, January. I remember it was right after Christmas that she had this nice horse, um, but he was just a little a little too much for her program. She teaches young girls um, like hunter jumper lessons. And he, he was just a hot ride right off the track and thought I might be interested um, and at the time, you know, do I need a second horse? Of course not. But um, <laughs> <laughs> my current one was uh, rehabbing a suspensory. Um, that's never a fun game. And it's a long road. So I was kind of sort of not really in the market for something else to ride and was like, what the heck? Let's go see him. Uh, I definitely left there with a horse that I bought. <laughs> 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 and I was like, well, we'll see what where this goes, what we can do. Um, and it was just around the, you know, the start of the year where applications open for the thoroughbred maker makeover. So I was seeing all of that messaging online, like now's the time to apply. If you want to be a trainer for the thoroughbred makeover, I obviously knew what the competition was a little bit, but uh, had never done it. Um, it was always sort of like a bucket list thing. Like maybe if I have the right horse, well, here is this horse that was just racing a month ago. Um, That's incredible. So you didn't go to look for him because you wanted to enter in the makeover. You entered in the makeover because the horse found you. Yeah. Just the timing of everything worked out. Like it's kind of, it's kind of like, you know, like stars in the universe aligned at the time. Now that I think back on it. Um, And I picked him up knowing he was going to be difficult. Um, Yeah. They, you know, my friend who who had him is a very a, a horsewoman I respect does a lot of thoroughbreds and she warned me he was tough. Well, we found out that he was being blindfolded at the track to get jockeys on his back. Um, mm-hmm. So there was a lot of anxiety in the beginning for him, just like getting on his back. Um, so uh, I started really slow with this guy. And I applied for the makeover, but not knowing if we would actually make it, right? Like, 10 months is a long time with a young green horse. Uh, there are lots of things that could go wrong along the way, health-wise, training-wise, financial, everything. Like, there, there are lots of obstacles. But we, um, we just kept plugging along, thinking, like, hey, if things are going well by the end of summer, like, let's, let's do this. Um, Luckily, we were accepted as a trainer. Uh, they put out the Retired Racehorse Project puts out that information, that list of trainers who are accepted in February. So um, from then on, we just kind of plugged away. And he was a horse that I didn't know what type of riding he would like to do, like discipline wise. I just um, I kind of got to know him and waited for him to tell me. Um, naturally, I'm an eventer. Um, I do that as an amateur rider. So I was hoping he would be brave. Luckily he was. So we ended up doing eventing and dressage at the makeover and had a super blast and been home for about five days now. And I'm still feeling the horse show hangover. (laughs) Oh yeah. No kidding. I mean, so now when I did the makeover in 2019 and I did the two disciplines, I did Mm -hmm. eventing and freestyle because Glenn made me do freestyle and 
I mean, the amount of work to prepare a horse for one discipline is hard. And then for two, and then to be there and have the pressure of the competition, it's so, there's, it's so, it's so rewarding, first of all, to be able to get through it, but also incredibly challenging. So what were some of the biggest challenges that you kind of faced with, with Wyatt along the way? Sure. So in the beginning, just getting on, that was a huge one. And that took, <laughs> that took many months, um, really? where I worked with this horse on the ground for a long time, just to kind of create a relationship with him and understanding pressure and to move away from pressure. And that when I stood on the mounting block, nothing was going to get him. Right. Um, yeah. And, and that took a long time. There were definitely early horse shows. We were at the Florida horse park where I was getting on him in the stall. Um, and then oh, walking wow. out just because it was unsafe, you know? Um, but he's, he's come a long way. That's no longer a problem anymore. Um, and he, you know, he was a typical, uh, forward sensitive ride. Um, so just getting him to learn to relax and trust my aids, trust my seat, trust my leg. Um, it, that was probably the most rewarding part. You know, eventing is so fun and the whole time. When I, you know, when it became real that we were going to load up and go to Kentucky for the makeover, I, um, all I was thinking about was like the moment I get to leave that start box and go out and run cross country at the horse park. Cause it's the I mean, horse park. It's yeah. the home of Land Rover. It's like, uh, every horse girl's dream, right? Like I'm getting chills again, thinking about it, but I will tell you the highlight of my makeover experience was our dressage tests for the dressage competition of the makeover. Cause this horse has just come leaps and bounds in his ability to use his body and to be soft and relaxed and work with me. Um, and I really feel like we were able to put together some of our best work in Kentucky, which is huge because like you said, Jamie, it's a huge environment. Um, and that horse just really showed up for me and all the training and those weeks and months of lessons and getting through the ugly parts and the tough rides, um, all of that paid off, which was the most rewarding part of the whole experience. How did he handle the environment in the dressage arena? Because I remember when I walked on in there, there's the, you walk in and it's where they do the dressage for like Land Rover, right? So you mm -hmm. walk in there and then there's the announcer and all, and my horse just blew a gasket at, at that point. He had already done freestyle. He did really good with that, but this was like way too much. And there was, I was not the only person having issues with the environment, but it sounds like Wyatt just, just crushed it. Yeah. Yes, he really did. So I will tell you, we got a little bit of a cheat in that there was a Darius Rucker concert over the weekend at the same time as the makeover. I heard so that. A, How did that go in general? Holy cow, it was so loud for days. <laughs> but <laughs> but they performed in Rolex Arena, so we did not get to ride there. Okay. Um, oh. So I do feel like that helped me and probably other competitors in that you weren't in a stadium setting, right? Um, so mm. we rode in the rings literally next to it, you know, so Rolex arena is sort of in the background. Um, but there was still a lot going on. There were sound checks for the concert for like, they were so wow. loud all day. It was like, you know, like echoing off the stable walls. Um, oh my God. That, with a whole bunch of wacky thoroughbreds. 
That's yeah, great. Right? Oh my god. <laughs> and it was crazy. Cold. It was cold the first couple days. Like it was like 38 degrees the day we did eventing. And I was like, okay, hopefully I survive. But um <laughs> and then Darius the shows up. up. <laughs> I, I've had that moment many times where I'm walking out across country and I was like, okay, well, this is Here how we I go. die. It's yeah, been a good yeah, life. Died. Like this is it. It's been great. I just want to say bye to everybody. Um, so, so, but he did get. I mean, thirty-eight degrees, thoroughbreds, all that stuff going on. God, the makeover is such a huge environment all by itself. Throwing all that. Whew. Yeah, and after two long days of travel from Florida, you know, I was, um, I was very proud of him. He he showed up, and again, like you know, this is a horse that's still green with only ten months of training from an amateur rider, and he. He put everything that we worked on and that I taught him to the test that week. And it was, it was very remarkable and very rewarding to, to have that experience with this horse. Now, so many of the makeover horses are then put up for sale. That's kind of the makeover marketplace is kind of part of the thing. Is he for sale or is he like yours forever? He is sadly for sale. Um, I, I wish that money and time and a career <laughs> wasn't a, a factor, but it is right. Um, just managing two horses this last year has been a challenge in itself for me, just from like yeah. a time perspective. Um, and of course, financially, these thoroughbreds eat a whole bunch, man. <laughs> I just <cannot laughs> keep a, enough calories in them, you know? So, um, he is for sale, but you know, I, he found me at an interesting time where I think I needed him as much as he needed me. And, uh, now he has all of these skills to go be the best boy for his forever mom, whoever that's going to be, you know? And that's the beauty of the makeover is, you know, those just like humans, Horses who are educated are going to have a better life. Like, and he has now been educated and he's going to have a better life than when you found him, which was somebody going, I don't know what to do with this crazy thing. Like it's too much, you know, and here you are, you swooped in and, and you made him have a better life. So congratulations on that. It, and I know you won uh, some ribbons at the makeover too with him. So brag on that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. It's very nice of you to say. So he placed sixth in amateur dressage for his dressage tests and then 10th in amateur eventing. And then we also um, did the tip championships while we were there, which runs concurrently with the makeover, which is very cool. Um, and so he did a few dressage tests there and took home a pretty third place yellow ribbon. Yeah. So yay. Yeah. Well, congratulations. I That's think it's awesome. better to Where... have all the colors of the rainbow rather than just blue. Ugh. That's I mean, boring. I don't. I yeah, I, I was gonna say sorry, Glad. <laughs> <laughs> Trying don't. to make you <laughs> Trying to help. <laughs> but overall, you know, the whole experience really wasn't about the ribbons. That's kind of the cherry on top, right? Um it was just, it was very cool to be there. It was a bucket list experience for me. I'm very lucky I got to have that experience with this horse. So. Absolutely. Where can people go to learn more about you and him and maybe watch some videos if they want to add him to their barn? Oh, sure. Yeah. So he is on YouTube. If you search War Feathers, his name. Um, but I talk about him quite a bit on our show, which is the Heels Down Happy Hour podcast right here on the Horse Radio Network. Uh, you can find us in the HRN app or wherever you listen to podcasts and you should join our Facebook group. Cause that's where I share lots of pictures of Wyatt. So you could see him up close and personal there. 
If you search the Heels Down Happy Hour Lounge, that's how you'll find us on Facebook. Awesome. All right. Well, Justine, thank you so much for being a part of us. Congratulations and uh, good luck on everything in the future and talk to you soon. Don't be such a stranger. Okay, I won't. She won't. She's going to be on Radiothon for her first time this year. Yeah, uh, very oh. excited. And it is it is bad Christmas sweater day, so get out your worst Christmas sweater, okay? We we expect bad. Oh, I got them. Don't okay. you? <laughs> I knew I you would, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. You can enjoy your favorite equine videos all in one place with Ride TV, the ultimate equine streaming platform. The newly relaunched Ride TV has all the series you love, like mini horses and ridiculous ranches, plus top-tier training videos and event footage from Horse and Rider On Demand and BarrelRacing.com. Live the action, learn from the pros, love the stories. Subscribe to Ride TV today for only $19.99 to see where your ride takes you. Visit RideTVGo.tv to subscribe. Pay it! I say pay attention. If you ain't met one by now, you're bound to sooner or later. He says one thing and he means another, but hey, he can't help it. He's a horse trader. Horse trading. Well, it's a laissez-faire. Let the buyer beware. Horse trading. They tell a low-down lie with a sincere stare. Horse trading. Well, if they're talking in circles and the deal ain't square, he's a master in the fine art of persuading. Horse trading. Thank you so much for joining us for Really Bad Ads. We appreciate it. This is the time of the week when our listeners submit ads from Craigslist and Facebook, and we just have a little bit of fun with them. Prizes are provided by horselovers.com. I do not have the latest batch of prizes yet, although I did remind them, and I know that they're gearing up for holiday season. Plus, uh, plus they're also they're helping us out a little bit in Radiothon, and they were working on that too. So we will get prizes for you. Everybody that's entered will be uh, entered when we do have the next batch of prizes. So don't worry. And the cool thing is, if we don't get prizes, Glenn will send you a check for $1 million. $1 million with Jamie's name on it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So uh, we have uh, several people who are not going to get to all of them. We've had, they've been piling up over the last couple of weeks. Uh, Allie, Aaron, and Chris. Christana will not uh, be, we won't read yours today because we don't have time for all of them, but they are entered. All right. So if you submit your ad and you read it yourself and send us a sound file and we play it, you get double the entries. And Julie did adjust that. Hi, this is Julie in Kansas, and this is an ad from Marketplace on Facebook. It's got a picture of a small brown horse. Four pictures, all basically the same with his head tied to a tree branch above him. All from a high up angle, no side views. Uh, The information says, Pony, quote, Pinto, $650. Description, located in Harrisonville, Missouri. Details, condition, new, color, brown. That's it. That's all the information. Good luck. Sold. He's a new brown pony. You can come get him if you can get him untied from the tree. (laughs) I mean, what a deal. I I, want that horse. I got Scooter. He was tied to a tree. All right. Clark sent this one in. Uh, It's very short and sweet. Anyone willing to do a trade? I have a two-year-old miniature I'm trying to get back into barrels horse. Doesn't have to be a barrel trained. (laughs) Got that? 
Did you understand? Uh, no. No, either. No, either I, so I don't, and I don't care enough to really study it to figure <laughs> it out. I will tell you that I was looking for some bad ads this week and just, I, I like to look at all these ridiculous Facebook pages. And usually if you have like Oklahoma and horses in the same title, they're all really bad ads. And so I saw this one and it's uh, from the horses in Oklahoma Facebook page. And it is uh, a, a picture of the front of a weanling. And then the other picture is the back of a weanling. No idea. Anyway, it says up for consideration. Half draft weanlings, blue filly and black horse colt located in Alva, Oklahoma, five fifty each or make an offer on the pair. And I, I was like, oh, these poor and they're standing in mud and like it just looks really sad. Yeah. And, and it's a black horse colt. And then I was like, I need that black horse colt. <laughs> <laughs> so I messaged her trying to buy the black horse colt and it is already because that's what happens with black horse colts. <laughs> it's a, it's like, it's, and she sent me the message. It was a, a blue roan quarter horse stallion and a percheron mare. And Whoa. I was like, I need, I need that. Mm. I need to have that. And Probably so I have told a Chad, good head. Like, you would think I'm, I'm going to go get this black horse colt. And he was like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> He's giving so up. Over it. <laughs> I need that black horse colt. Anyway, now that he got his motorcycle, no, he can't argue about anything, can he? Nope, he is stuck tight. <laughs> <laughs> he is stuck for life. <laughs> All right, you're All up right, with well, Faye next. The next one comes from Faye, and this is uh, uh, probably a very similar to Oklahoma Horses page. This is North Alabama Horses, Glenn. North Alabama, not South Alabama. This is the North. This is where all the Yankees live in Alabama. Five-year-old. Oh, no punctuation. No punctuation and very poor spelling. Hold on. <clears throat> Five-year-old grade mare good. Trail horse good wit. Kids no. Buck no. Bite loads wit. No problem. She is about 14.5 hands. I'll take 800 for her. <laughs> the way the picture's taken, it makes her look about 12 and a half ants. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. So, this picture, it's like they're standing on, in, on the front porch of their trailer <laughs> and, and like looking down, and they're up. You can see the stairs, like very handmade plywood stairs walking up to their house. And the picture is of the horse grazing down below. So you can't even see the proportions of the horse at all. Can't even see the face. You don't even know what the face looks like. Uh-uh. But it's a great but mare. But thank God it's not caught in that uh, metal table thing sitting there right <laughs> next to it. Like, oh, my God. Oh. By the way, we no see soul. this all the time around here in the little farms is we see the horses out. And the the property's perimeter fenced, and the horses are just out around the house, all over the place. Mm. Do you know what Scooter would destroy around our house? He'd be on the oh porch. He'd be pulling open the front door. He'd be every plant would be demolished. There's no way in hell we could get away with that with our horses. How do these people live well, with their horses all around and they don't have trouble? Well, I mean, like I would have a horse coming up these plywood stairs, then it would get its front foot stuck yep. in it, and then it would lean <laughs> over and get caught in the metal table right there, and then I'd have a giant vet bill. Like, how does that not happen? I, and I that know. has never happened to this five-year-old great mare because for some reason it only happens to us. <laughs> 
when we do this stuff. Uh huh. Yeah. Exactly. Summer sent this. It's another female horse. We have a lot of female horses today. Uh, female horse, $2,000. I don't know where. It doesn't say. Young horse needs green rider. No, it doesn't. Wait a minute. I just had to to pause there for a minute. Young horse needs green (laughs) rider. Selling due to not enough time to spend with her contact for more info. I don't think she needs a green rider. I actually kind of think that she needs a non-green rider. I feel like that was a very terrible uh, suggestion that they made. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty mare. Yeah, pretty horse. (laughs) Maybe an experienced rider would be better for that one. Now, I saw you skipped over Debbie's. Is oh, it the sound Debbie? file? Okay, Debbie. All right, let's do Debbie. The sound file. Hi, guys. This is Debbie from Southwest Kansas. I found an ad for the really bad ad entry. And this is from the Horses in Austin and San Antonio area Facebook page. And it reads, I have kind of a two-for-one deal or separate. <laughs> I have this two-horse trailer, needs tires and work, super cheap on its own. I just want it moved. Then I have this one-and-a-half-year-old Cremella paint coat with blue eyes. Dad is 16 hands high. Mom is 15.2 hands high. Can be registered as a Missouri Foxtrotter. He's a gelding. Been haltered, tied, loaded, but needs a lot of work. I picked up his feet as well, but he's more of a fresh slate. Bia's vice is loading. He hates it and definitely needs pushed in. Something I'd say would need first worked on. I'm focusing on his dad at the moment, so I don't have time for him. Located in Texas, and price is lowest of low XXX for both. Or low XXX for trailer. And this trailer is the standard rust bucket two horse round trailer. The only thing that isn't rust on this trailer is the Bondo. But then <laughs> I can see the tires and they're all flat. <laughs> That's my ad for today, guys. Have a good weekend. And Jamie, well done. And Jamie, she gets extra, extra bonus points, doesn't she? Yeah, because if you submit your, submit an ad, you get an entry into the prizes. If you submit an ad and you read it yourself, you get double. But if you do an accent other than your own, it makes us happy. So you get triple the entry. (laughs) So congratulations. (laughs) You're in the running for that million dollars. Way to go, Debbie. (laughs) Well done. That was awesome. All right. Abby sent one in too. Let's listen to Abby. All right. We have a really bad ad. I found this in Facebook Marketplace, and it says, 1995, two-horse bumper pull, new floors, seven-foot, three-ink, tall, ready-to-go, good tires, lights, work. Great little trailer. Uh, The worst thing about this ad is the photo. I don't know how that photo is helpful. But anyways, y'all have a good day. Oh, my God. That's the picture of the trailer? Yes. (laughs) It's just a blur. It looks... (laughs) It looks like it's in the snow and you've got some sort of like, it's like you're at the edge of your driveway 
and it's snowing outside your driveway. You like very shoveled your driveway and you decided to smear Vaseline on the lens of your <laughs> camera it. and then take a picture of it. <laughs> That's what it looks like. I was actually more interested in what the sounds were behind her. So I I was trying to listen closely. Do you remember in radio shows, Morning Drive especially, they used to guess the sound and you'd call they'd have callers call in to guess the sound and you'd win a prize? Uh, uh, yeah. Can, can we play this again? Because I wanna I don't know yeah, what play it again. is. All right, we have a really bad ad. I uh, found this in Facebook Marketplace, and it says, 1995, two-horse bumper pull, new floors, seven-foot, three-ink, tall, ready-to-go, good tires, lights, work. Great little trailer. Uh, the worst thing about this ad is the photo. I don't know how that photo is helpful. But anyways, y'all have a good day. Is she working in a restaurant? Okay, it sounded to me like at first it was a copy machine. Was That's what I was thinking. Background. Yeah. And then somebody opened it up and slammed the lid down. So you got oh. like a little bit of that. And then I That's heard a rooster. Guess. So, <laughs> Abby, tell us please was. where you were when you recorded that. We need to know. <laughs> By the way, I do love when people say their name and then what state they're in. Like it makes yes. me happy to know where all these come from. I mean, two from Kansas already. Way to go, Abby. That was fantastic. I want to know what's the secret yeah. sound. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it was. They used to call it the secret sound. Every radio yeah, show in the country had it. <laughs> and they'd be like, we dropped three quarters into a metal bowl yes. that was sitting on a table that was topped with a rubber, uh, you know, gasket or so. It's a ridiculous thing <laughs> you never guess, but I'm pretty sure that that was a copy machine that somebody was running, then lifted up, slammed on the lid, and then the rooster crowed. I'm going to go with that. <laughs> Yeah, we want to know how the rooster got in the coffee room. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Allison sent me the next <laughs> That's so funny. That's what you picked up on. You didn't even notice. <laughs> I didn't ad. listen to the ad at all. I was listening to what was going on in the background. <laughs> oh, that's great. All right. Allison sent this one in. I don't know where this is from. I think it's a fa- I don't know. I'm just going to read it. Upstate New York. Okay. Hey there. Remember me? I'm the girl who's pushing her husband closer to the grave with every cart I buy. <laughs> I went through three. Co- what is this type of cart? Like a pony cart? Yeah, it's like a driving like a pony, pony cart. cart. Okay. Yeah. I went through three carts before finding the perfect one for my 12-1 Welsh pony. And I still have the last one for sale. Hit me up if interested. Emoji of sticking your tongue out. Well, it just so happens I have two driving horses, the other a mini. So not to be outdone, I have now gone through five carts. Six (laughs) if you count the one I borrowed. Laughing face, cry emoji. In my quest to find the perfect cart for my little guy. So if you're looking for a CDE or nice all-around cart for your B-size miniature horse, today is a great day for you. This is a Dominic 16T cart suitable for B-size miniature horses. It weighs approximately 120 pounds, has marathon shafts, a single seat, so you don't slide around on those tight turns, and pneumatic wheels. Asking tight turns from a mini? Okay, whatever. (laughs) Yeah, you're going so fast. Asking 2000 or best officer offer, offer would preferably like to sell ASAP to keep my patient husband from an early death or to help me pay for funeral costs, whichever comes first. Located in upstate New York. As if marriages don't have enough problems. I know, These right? horses just add so many more problems. Oh. To them. 
So it's just so much fun. Beverly sent this one in. Adorable horse, adorable horses for adoption. Can we just talk about the fact that there's a Facebook page called Adorable Horses for Adoption? Is there one also That's Ugly awesome. Horses for Adoption? Homely Horses for Adoption? Disgusting horse. <laughs> oh, I like that Homely Horses for, for Adoption. adoption. Uh, Zion has always been so friendly. He has great lessons. He tolerates and has done it all. Trails, ride alone or in a group, never look at new places. Never look at new places. Stands all day to be groomed and bathed. PM for more info. And you gave him a little credit because the punctuation is sketchy sketchy at best. I mean... I just want to know, he never look at new places. No idea what that means. Space, period. No space. (laughs) Next word. (laughs) He, he stands to be groomed and bathed, by the way. Uh, so, yeah, he's actually really pretty. He looks like Hildago. <laughs> he does actually look like Hildago a little bit. I think I want him. Where is I'm going to join the Adorable Horses for Adoption <laughs> Facebook page. Doesn't say where he is. All right, Jolene Denny sent the next oh, one in. I don't know if it's Jolene or oh Denny, God. so I'm going to go with both names. There's something Ooh. that's a miracle on this. <gasps> You're kidding me. No. 2024 MM horse trailer, $1,500. It says the exterior color is black, but Glenn, what is the exterior color? Brown, brown, brown rust over the entire two horse trailer with no windows and wood for sides. And no foot to set it down on because they've got it on a cinder block. Uh, there appears to be maybe one tire on it working. It says that, that, that no, angle. it says right here, new tires all around with stickers on them still. Now that oh. they put them on in 1972, but they're, they were new then. I've got the stickers. <laughs> so, and then it, it says that the interior color is what, Glenn? A uh, rust. It's rust. It's all rust. Yeah, but it says the oh, interior. Oh, it's black. Color yeah, it was black maybe black. before it turned but to rust. The actual interior is uh, pieces of plywood. Yes. So that's not a thing. Now, here's the most amazing, amazing part of this entire thing. 1,500 OBO brand new tires around it with stickers on them still. Black on black. 1,500 bucks. What's the most amazing? Oh, by the way, it's not a 2024. No. This is like a 1974. <laughs> yeah. So here's the most amazing part. Uh, go ahead and tell me what the one word that is the most amazing word on this entire thing. What is the thing that we say every time we have a trailer for the last 14 years? We always say... Does somebody actually buy these things? It's Mark Sold. Apparently somebody oh does buy God. these things. Sold, baby. Sold for $1,500. A horse trailer that... Uh, the, uh, you the know what they said 2024? They were lying about that. <laughs> they, somebody's lying about this. Because you... Mm, apparently, you we, we, what do we take. know? We always said you can't get more than three, dollars $400 for these things. And this person... Well, we don't know what they sold it for, but they were they asking $1,500. So apparently we've been wrong for 14 years. What in the Sam hell is this next ad? (laughs) Oh, I heard about this yesterday and I'm so glad Margaret sent this in. And she wrote a disclaimer. Perhaps this should be filed under just because you can doesn't mean you should. And what it is on an, earth? it is true too. It's not a lie. It can so everybody knows Crocs. Jennifer likes Crocs. She wears Crocs, right? When she's around the house and stuff. Uh, I wore Crocs when I was pregnant. 
There you go. Well, you were Crocs. Well, now they have come out. Are you ready for this? A a classic cowboy boot Croc coming out October the 23rd in select regions. And this is a semi-tall cowboy boot. Uh, Crocs, but tall. It has the Crocs. It has Croc skin texture, a Croc star on the, on the foot. It has ventilation holes like Crocs, uh, shiny spurs, and a and some light embroidery on the cross. It says legit embroidery. Oh, I'm sorry, I read it wrong. Legit embroidery. <laughs> okay, again, Crocs but tall. They look like fat babies. Like they do like fat, fat babies, babies but... only they have holes in them. Which, in my opinion, when you're in the stall around the poop, it's not a good idea to have holes in your shoes. I, that's the thing. I'm like ventilation holes. That's you know what that does. It doesn't let air out. It lets urine in. in. <laughs> Apparently, these are for real now. I could be big. the article I read could be punking me, but I don't. It sounds Google like something this. Crocs would do just to have us talk about them. To be honest, and we are Wait. we are talking about them. Okay. Available on Croc Day, October twenty third. Do you? How much would you pay for these? Oh, uh, nothing. (laughs) I I like how you thought about it first. Uh, They are going to be on sale for the bargain price of one hundred and twenty dollars. You could buy a regular cowboy boot for this. (laughs) This is garbage. This is like a only in black, or do they come in pretty colors? Um, I only see black, uh, and I will tell you, what the hell, why do it have to have a spur on it? It's yeah, got to be good like question. a fake uh, plastic thing. The, so you're saying that it's real, too? Yeah. Okay. And you can, if you go to Croc's website, crocs.com, you can get 15% off on your next order. Okay, the first, the first auditor or listener to buy the Crocs cowboy boots needs to come on and do a review for us on the show. So let us know. Okay, the New York Times did a review. Okay. Here's here's the title. That's... Croc Cowboy Boots, Don't Overthink It, because the company... <laughs> Hold on, I can't get it right. Don't overthink it. The company sure didn't when it was developing. <laughs> They're calling them Mutant Cowboy Boots, the brand's latest attempt to create a wearable meme. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, we're going to call it a day. But if you buy some, we want to know. We want pictures, and we want you on the show. Uh, matter of fact, I hope somebody does, to be honest. The first title, the first sentence of this article is, John Wayne never dreamed of this kind of ventilation. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back on Monday. Thank you, everybody, for joining us, auditors. Hang on. We're going to spend a couple of minutes with you talking about toys coming up. And uh, I'm really, really, really mad about one of these. And I think Jamie knows which one it is. And we'll do that in just a second. I'm reading about the chicken-scented Crocs they came out with in 2020 and high-heeled Crocs that they came out with in 2020. <laughs> you didn't wear high-heeled Crocs uh, to your dinner date? No, I did not. I didn't know. <laughs> you need to keep up, Jamie. You need to keep up. Time for the Auditor Post Show. We want to remind you that this is not always safe for work or the kiddos. Thanks for hanging around for our nonsense. Jamie, every year we discuss this. The final voting is in. 
What's the final voting in for? Well, it's, it's being done right now. It's open until the 24th. And you too oh, can, so you help can still decide. vote. You can still vote. You too can help decide who's going to be in the National Toy Hall of Fame. Now, of course, this is located in Rochester, which I really want to go to the National Toy Hall of Fame in Rochester, New York sometime. Four inductees will be chosen by a special board and then one chosen by the public. Uh, The one that will be chosen by the public is from the following list. And if one of these makes it, I'm going to be so disappointed in humanity. Uh, so the following thing, ones that you can vote on are Fisher Price Corn Popper. I don't know what that is. Is that like an actual corn popper? It's that little thing. It looks like like the kids push it around and it like pop, oh, pop, it goes pop 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 pop. It has wheels. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. It was the most annoying toy to come out of the seventies. Yeah. Yes. Now Pez. I'm kind of. I was in the Pez generation, so I'm kind of rooting for Pez. Uh, Pogo stick. Never was successful with a pogo stick. I, uh, I we had one. I was it just sat there. Yeah, it's like most Nobody pogo sticks. <laughs> Transformers. I think Transformers have transcended generations now. They're still making Transformer movies, and I really thought the Transformers thing would be over. But that's not the one I'm pony uh, that I am upset about. Also, the, the next one is the the shoe in winner. I mean, without uh, a doubt, oh, My Little Pony. My little pony, my little pony. Because you know every brony in the world is going to be voting for My Little Pony, and it's going to be unfair. Well, here's the thing, Glenn. You know, unfortunately, it's been many, many years that My Little Pony has not gotten in, and it's time for Rainbow Bright to get her sp- – who's the one that I have? Pinkie Pie. Pinkie Pie needs, I mean, I'm voting for My Little Pony right now. I followed the link. Submit, does it tell you? Um, no, doesn't tell you what the count is, but yeah, I mean, it has to happen. Come on, people. Museumofplay.org, go on and vote for the My Little Pony. So not only will our favorite little toys get in there, it'll piss Glenn off. And that's kind of the main reason. <laughs> So I looked up uh, Pez dispensers, which I'm I'm hoping for. Did you realize they were invented in 1927 in Vienna, Austria? And I did not. Seventy million Pez dispensers are sold a year. With five billion candies a year. See, it says Pez sells on the on the Toy Museum Hall of Fame. Pez sells three billion oh individual candies each year. Yes, and has sixty to seventy dispensers in production. I, I was wondering, I wonder how many different uh, dispensers they've had over the years. There has to be a ton. There has to be a bunch of people that collect that garbage. Did you know that it takes 3,000 pounds of pressure to compress the sugar into the little tiny Pez tablet? That's why they're so good. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just basically smushed sugar. But yeah, so I'm voting for Pez. I'm, I'm, God, my little pony, please. Not. Did you vote? They'll have a, re- I did. Actually, I did earlier, and they'll have a revival then, My Little Ponies, and they'll be back in my life again, and I'll have to be talking about them. And... Oh, you can vote every day. Yes, okay, you can so vote I tried often. to vote again, and yes. it was said, no, you have to come back tomorrow. Yes, you have. You can vote often. Um, I yeah, the little popper. Now I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, yep. it's that little. Do you think anybody <clears throat> was actually successful with the pogo stick? I mean. 
maybe I've never seen anybody really <laughs> crushing a pogo stick. <laughs> you know, at it least with here, the, the the pogo stick has remained popular in American culture life due to its simple yet challenging design that promotes agility and physical activity. Nobody can do it because I, I remember <laughs> even when I was little, it would squish all the way down. Yeah. And then, and I wonder how many broken legs, broken arms, broken hands have been as a result of the pogo stick. At least like, those little one wheel things you balance on, you can go someplace. <laughs> it's like, well, it's the, the the pogo stick was uh, delivered at Christmas, the same Christmas as lawn darts. So yes, it's like just trying right. to kill your children. That's right. Hospital visits were way up that year. Yeah, uh, I got to tell you, I love lawn darts. Though we had them, and I used to play. We used to play with them all the time. Now, so imagine your parents buying four boys, four teenage boys, lawn darts. Oh God, <laughs> you're lucky you're not dead. Although we we smacked that uh, croquet ball about 12 miles, too. So, you know, there's that. Okay, so just so you know, to get tickets to the Museum of Play uh, National Toy Hall of Fame it is $25 per person to get in. But they also have a butterfly garden, a skyline climb as well, which is like suspended above the whole place like zip lines like and all that stuff thing, yeah, yeah like rub scores so this actually this museum looks really fun actually i want to go <laughs> that's cool <laughs> all right thank you everybody for joining us we have to go you know what i'm doing next uh what i'm we're heading out to actually camp at our property for the first time this weekend we're nice, so excited Jennifer, fun. yeah we haven't been out there except to visit for an hour or so so we're bringing the living quarters out and we're going to camp out there. It has no facilities, but we're, uh, we're, we're actually, there's some things we have to get done. And, and then in the next week or two, they're going to be flattening the pad and smoothing out the pad for the barn. And then that should be delivered a uh, week or two after that. So we'll have the barn. Built. I feel like you're not allowed to say that you're camping when you're staying in your living quarters horse trailer. Well, there's no electricity <laughs> or water or anything. So it is kind of like roughing it. No. You have a water tank in your trailer oh, and do in a bathroom. The generator gives you electricity. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you kidding right now? Get bullshit a bullshitter? Come on. Congratulations. You made it through another post show. Thank you for all your support. Now, go ride your horse.